welcome back to this week's episode of A Little Bit Unglamorous. I'm your host, Erica Renee, and we're coming back with a 2000s episode for you. I'm so excited for this one. I have my 2000s juicy tracksuit on in theme, and I was watching a, I was going down a YouTube rabbit hole (laughs) let's be honest every single day for the last week or two and one of the videos I came across was about 2000s nostalgia and the girl in the video was going over brands that celebrities came out with in the 2000s that you might have forgotten about and it really got me inspired to talk about 2000s beauty brands that might have flopped from celebrities items they've endorsed that you might have forgotten about and we're going to take a trip through memory lane today and you can tell me if you remember any of these collabs with celebrities but speaking of youtube rabbit holes lately every morning when i've been getting up my favorite pastime and i love that it's getting light earlier i hate that it's getting dark earlier as well but when i wake up i feel like the day has already begun and even if i wake up slightly earlier which is a rare occurrence i feel like i have so much time to get ready and have my pumpkin spice latte that i made myself at home i love watching a youtube video while i get ready and put on my makeup lately i've been loving just trish podcast she does hers twice a week which is crazy that woman can just talk and talk and talk and i just think she's so entertaining i love watching that i love watching her i've also been loving binging on morgan adams vlogs she's building her own barn house in Colorado and vlogs all about it and also Ryland and Shane Dawson. I love watching their vlogs as well. I've just been binging them and it's to the point where I need to find new videos to watch because I will just put the TV on in the background and just leave it on low all day. (laughs) Another YouTuber that I recently rediscovered is Stephanie Sue. And she's famous on YouTube for doing mukbangs, which is basically eating a whole bunch of food and you display it out in front of you and you usually eat. And a lot of people like to talk about certain topics. She does murder mysteries, so it's murder mysteries and mukbangs, which um, I found quite a while ago and then I kind of stopped watching her, but I rediscovered her recently. She has a podcast. I think it's called rotten mango and she talks about murder mysteries i think mainly south korean ones and then she eats this like big display of food and i think it's cute because her fiance is also in them as well sort of he's not he's not ever on camera but she it's like the camera is on her and she is talking to him and he's also like eating the food off camera which i think is cute but who remembers the huge drama with her and nikocado avocado in the mukbang community it was wild i think it was right before covid happened in 2020 and if you aren't familiar with it it was like the biggest drama that the mukbang community had on youtube and i was there for every minute of it i thought it was outrageous and crazy interesting but if you are not familiar basically what happened was At the time, I believe that collabs were really big, especially in that community, and basically a bunch of famous YouTubers would get together and they would all film a video. But if you have two people in the video or three people in the video, you'd have to film a video for each one of their channels because that's only fair, right? 
So basically, I think her and Nikocado and another famous mukbanger, Zach Choi, I believe was his name, were all getting together to film. And I guess what happened is Nikocado pressured her on camera to talk about her falling out with another girl who was in the community and she felt really uncomfortable about it and he went and posted the video footage and just kind of took her off guard with the questions he was asking. So she subsequently canceled the following video. She was supposed to film with him the next day for his channel or her channel, somebody's channel, and he basically started bullying her over text after that and then the YouTube back and forth videos about each other started and it was just complete chaos. But anyway, all of that to say that I rediscovered her and I really do like listening to her murder mysteries. I love listening to um, murder mysteries in general, but I like when YouTubers focus on different parts of the world because they're usually stories that I haven't heard before. I also listened to this one other girl. Um, her name is failing me, but she focuses on mainly Australian crimes. So anyway, I'm in a great mood. I have some upcoming travel plans and I'm so excited. So you might be seeing some podcasts on the road again, which I think are kind of fun. I think they're neat to look back on. I have talked about it a little bit, actually a lot of it on my YouTube channel, which I just relaunched and I'm very excited about. So if you want to see what I've been up to, where I've been, and me talk about my YouTube rebranding, I have a video now live. I will link it below and I'm going to try to be more consistent with the YouTube channel. I decided it needed a revamp. I don't think I'm going to be doing a schedule for posting on the YouTube channel like I do for the podcast and for the newsletter because I don't want it to be too much and get too overwhelming. So I'm going to try to post frequently, but there won't be a set schedule. I just really want the videos to be well thought out and creative and sometimes that takes a little bit of time. So I don't want to be pressed for a schedule. So for now, I'm going to try to actually, you know what, I'm not even going to put anything out there. So just follow the channel. Look at the first video. I hope you like it. I worked really hard on the rebrand and the kind of vibe that I want the videos to be. I kind of want them to be very aesthetically pleasing and tell a story and be something fun for me to look back on. So if you haven't already, after you listen to this, check that out. I cannot believe that it's already going to be Halloween in a few weeks. I'm not sure where the time went. It's so crazy. I haven't even thought of a Halloween costume. I really want to do a fun couples one this year <laughs> since we didn't get a chance to do that last year. I'm also really excited because Taylor Swift's Ayers movie debuts this weekend and I have tickets. I'm sitting smack dab in the middle of the theater and I am so excited for that. Something funny that I saw the other day and I had to note it was an article that I saw online and it said people can now adopt dogs who failed government training for being too friendly and that really made me laugh because my boyfriend and I always say that Jenna needs to be a therapy dog. She'd be the best at it. She's the sweetest, most hilarious dog on the planet, but <laughs> she's just too dumb for her own good, and we love her, but she does this thing where 
there's a, a gnat. She does this thing where when she wants attention, she'll paw at you and she'll accidentally claw. So I just imagine that would be a recipe for disaster with little children. But other than that, she would be perfect. She tolerates legitimately anything. She is the sweetest thing ever. And we actually found the boy version of her. And I have to put a photo up on the screen because we finally got a picture of them together. And they are just the most adorable duo you've ever seen. So without further ado, let's get into the 2000s nostalgia. So millennial products and celebrity endorsements that you may or may not have heard of. The first collab is in the height of the 2000s. Nick and Jessica just got married. They had a show called Newlyweds on MTV, I believe, and Jessica was getting tons of endorsements for crazy things she'd say on the show, like chicken of the sea, like I know it's chicken of the sea, but it tastes like fish. Is it fish or chicken? And Nick would just look at her like, are you serious right now? And the world loved it. They thought she was hilarious. And we literally watched their relationship crumble in... <laughs> the name of reality TV in front of our eyes. But in that height, in the height of all of that, before things started going south, she was capitalizing on tons of endorsements. Her stardom was at the top. Nyx was kind of treats and I this was something that completely was erased from my brain and I didn't even remember this I never purchased any of it just because out of the gate it seems like not the best idea but basically it was marketed to be an edible perfume so it kind of came in like a cool whip looking can and you could put the butter on your body and it was supposed to be like lotions that were scented but it was pretty much made out of pure sugar all of the complaints were saying that the product was attracting ants mosquitoes and on top of it the ads were kind of very hyper sexualized and an older audience isn't inclined to buy a product like that so she came out with a line that was more targeted towards kids and it pretty much flopped. I mean, I think her and Nick starred in a lot of the ads before their relationship started to crumble and I'm pretty sure the whole thing was very short-lived and Jessica's career was starting out, I believe, in... She actually started out as a country singer, and I think her dad manager, not country, Christian, she sang Christian music, and I think her dad managed her at the time, and who remembers when he made a really weird statement to the media about her bus size, basically saying that she was too, like, sexualized for Christian music, and she would be more suitable for a pop career, so then she made her pop transition, but... I just can't believe how wildly inappropriate comments like that slid by. Like, if somebody said that in this day and age, that would not fly at all. 
fun fact, but I guess the concept of Newlyweds was also supposed to be starring Michael Jackson and his then-wife, Lisa Marie Presley. I did not know that, but apparently it was scrapped because they filed for divorce, <laughs> so, which makes sense. But yeah, Jessica Simpson's name is literally on everything these days. She has created an empire. Um, I'm pretty sure my sheets are Jessica Simpson. I got them at, I think, Ross or TJ Maxx or something like that, which leads me also to pose the question, does anybody actually pay full price for her stuff? And I don't mean that as a drag, but I know she has her whole jessicasimpson.com and you look at the shoes and they'll be like $130, but I know I used to have tons of Jessica Simpson shoes back in 2009 when I was in college and you needed that old school pump to go out on Thursday night, Thursday, Thursday to the frat parties and I'm pretty sure I paid like $30 for them. I know a lot of her stuff is sold at, I mean, not even funny, but I know a lot of her stuff is also sold at Costco. Costco is the jam. My mom buys her jeans off QVC. She's legitimately everywhere, so she's killing it. She doesn't even need to make another album. I'm sure she's worth a lot of money. Another one of my favorite collabs that has been lost in time. I believe it came out around 2012, so quite a, quite a long time ago, is Miley Cyrus had a clothing line that she teamed up with Max Azria with, and it was sold exclusively at Walmart. Does anyone remember that? I remember the commercials, and I, for one, was really excited for the line. I ran to Walmart, and funny enough, I'm positive I have a shirt from that line in my closet today, which is wild to say, but I used to wear it to work. I think it came out, the line came out probably around 2012, and this was right around the time I got my first corporate office job and some of her stuff could be kind of office friendly and this was in the, the height of layering clothes <laughs> so I'm pretty certain I have one of her pieces still which is crazy to think but also during this time Miley was splitting from Disney she was kind of stepping into her wild girl era and Walmart quickly dropped her when that video who remembers the video? That video of her smoking weed went viral on the internet and even her dad came out and made a statement online saying he was so disappointed, which I thought was so savage of him. Like some things you just don't need to comment on, especially family. But they subsequently dropped her. She lost that endorsement due to the heavy media coverage, bad media coverage on her behalf. But it forever lives in my mind. So Candies is an exclusive clothing line to Kohl's. I believe they still carry it to this day. And they've collabed with every celebrity on the planet. And for every collection they put out, they always have a celebrity face. They've collabed with nearly everyone. But my favorite collab of all time is with Britney Spears and I believe she actually collabed with him twice and I actually really like Kohl's I know <laughs> does anybody shop at Kohl's it's like one of those stores that I'm really concerned would go under but knock on wood because I actually really like it because when you go it's not super crazy crowded and the AC is always bumping I think they even take Amazon returns <laughs> 
One of my favorite celebrity endorsements is perfumes. So if you're a celebrity and you don't have a perfume, you're probably not a celebrity because every celebrity has cashed in on the perfume empire. I'm talking to you, Paris Hilton, who has 30 Three zero thirty perfumes that are all self-named. <laughs> I think Ariana Grande has 14 now. She even promoted her most recent perfume launch amid all of this scandal drama. And she stayed tight-lipped and said, hey, buy my new perfume. It's out today. Thanks. <laughs> but when I think of nostalgic perfumes, I think of two. The first one is Glow by JLo. Now, I don't know if it's just the name because it sounds so catchy. I personally never owned this perfume, but I hear that it is similar to one of the Kim Kardashian body perfumes. I'm not sure which one. I think I have all three. That woman can make some perfume. Her and Kylie, tell me why I buy their perfumes on their website. You can't even smell them but none of them have disappointed me. They are that good. So go out and buy you a Kardashian perfume. Not sponsored. (laughs) The second iconic perfume is Curious by Britney Spears. I know she has a lot of them, um, but the Curious one, it comes in this like cute little, I think they're all plastic packaging, but it's like this little um, saucer type packaging. It's blue. I'll put a little picture of it up here. This whole flashback thing is going to be terrible to edit because I'm going to have to put the little photos on the screen but I think they still sell this perfume to this day in fact I know they do I'm pretty sure I've seen it at Walmart before it's like 30 bucks or something and I'm quite positive a famous youtuber even wore it on her wedding day and I want to say it was Trisha Paytas that sounds right to me So, and I've heard people raving about it too to this day. I kind of want to buy it. Never, I never owned that one either. And I, as we know, love Britney Spears. I cannot wait to buy her book and read it while I'm traveling. So before Kim Kardashian had her KKW empire, her and her sisters had a lot of brands that didn't quite get the same notoriety. I know she had her Dash store with her sisters, and I think there were a couple of other stores as well, and they also had a couple of flops. One of them is her beauty brand that she had with her sisters before the Kardashian empire, and it was called Chroma, with a K, of course, and I believe it was sold at drugstores. I remember seeing it at a Walmart or Target or something like that, and it never really looked that appealing to me, but it was quickly pulled from shelves very fast and then never heard of again, so apparently it was under lawsuit for trademark pretty quickly, and then that was that, which reminds me of another business venture that Miss Kim had, who remembers Kimoji? Kimoji. So Kim had all of these emojis with her face on it. You remember the famous one of her crying and she put it on phone cases and all of this merch and she had her own standalone app. So you could literally download, you could pay Kim Kardashian 20 bucks or whatever it was to buy her emoji. So you could pay Miss Kardashian 
I, I'm, I'm not even sure how much it was, 10, 15 bucks for her emoji pack on your phone and you could send an emoji of her shaking ass to your friends. And <laughs> I remember even wanting this emoji pack because I thought, because I thought it was hilarious. And out of nowhere, the app disappeared. You couldn't even use the emojis anymore if you previously purchased it. It just wiped off the face of the internet and she never made a statement about it. It was never talked about and it's never launched again. It turns out she owned Kimoji with someone else who designed all the emojis and apparently things went south with that partnership. I think that the person claimed that Kim was trying to push him out of the picture basically, not pay him what he was deserved, and a lawsuit ensued and Kim Moji was subsequently shut down indefinitely. I also remember the Kardashians had a endorsement with OPI, their sister brand, I believe, um, called Nicole, Nicole by OPI, and they had nail polishes that were sold at Target, um, Walmart, Walgreens, and I remember every time I went to the drugstore, my mom and I would pick up a new one, so I'd pick up a new one of their colors because I wanted to collect them all, and I think to this day, I have close to all of them and they still <laughs> they still work they still look good I personally loved the nail polishes um, they definitely don't sell them anymore and when I started writing all this stuff down the floodgates just opened <laughs> the floodgates just opened and I started remembering all of these random Kardashian things throughout the years and the last one I want to talk about is Kardashian collection of course with two K's and Kardashian collection originally launched in Walmart. I remember this vividly as well because I was so excited for some affordable clothing that looked cute and I think they had one season at Walmart and then the following year they moved to Sears and I had this blazer that Courtney sported in their ad forever. It was this blazer and they did a spin on it because I think it was their spring collection and they had orange and teal and I think I had both of those colors for the longest time in my closet and I don't think they made the last closet purge. I had them for a really long time but I realized I never wore them because who's going to wear a bright orange blazer to work? Not really the most frequently worn item that I had. But I thought that line was pretty iconic. I thought it was going to stick around much longer than it did, but I think it only made it one or two years at each location. I know Sears kind of quietly stopped selling Kardashian collection in 2015, and they cited low sales for the reason. And then a few years later, in 2018, Sears filed for bankruptcy. So Kardashian collection just kind of rode off into the wind and has never been heard of since. I think they tried to take it to some more high-end brands, but it kind of doesn't really make sense when you start at Walmart and then suddenly you're trying to have triple the price point at Max Azria. It kind of didn't really have much direction. So that was that. Those are just a few collabs. There are 
dozens, but that's all I'm going to mention for this week. Let me know if you remember any of these collabs. Did you own anything from any of the collections? Are there significant ones that I didn't mention that you want me to talk about? Let me know because I am the biggest nostalgia fan, millennial fan, 2000s era everything. The next topic I have is Pamela Anderson. I know recently she had that biopic on Netflix and the media has been taking note of her decision to no longer wear makeup. So she most recently was seen at Paris Fashion Week and she decided to go barefaced. I think she just wore lotion and I think Vogue France showed up and did a little interview before the red carpet and they basically followed her around while she got ready and she answered the door and she just seemed very she just came across as very relatable and she said you know I'm wearing all these gorgeous clothes and I feel like I don't want to overpower how gorgeous the clothes are because that's what this event is all about and I just haven't been feeling wearing makeup lately so I'm not I believe there was also news that in 2019 her longtime makeup artist passed away and at that point she decided that she didn't want to hire anybody new and at that point she retired her iconic makeup look that we all know and love and she's been opting for a more natural look and I think she looks gorgeous <laughs> like she is beautiful either way and ever since watching her Netflix biopic that came out I just realized I didn't there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about her and I feel like I like her so much more now. Speaking of Paris, I saw an article that said bed bugs are taking over Paris. So reportedly bed bugs have infested movie theaters, subways, airports, hotels, homes, even hospitals in Paris. So what's the deal? Like I couldn't, like how is a whole, how is an entire city being taken over by bedbugs during Paris Fashion Week nonetheless, right before Paris Fashion Week? And I have personally never dealt with bedbugs, thank God, but they travel with you and you can easily bring them back to your own home. They're disgusting. Ugh. So how does Paris have so many bedbugs? Paris had over 44 million tourists in 2022 and between 2017 and 2022 more than one in ten average French households had a bed bug infestation and apparently these bugs are mutating and they haven't been responding to normal insecticides so they're super bed bugs on top of that. <laughs> that to me sounds like a fashion week nightmare. I I think people were showing up to Paris and then realizing the outbreak in bed bugs because I know if I would have known ahead of time, I would have not gone. So I just want to touch on a little Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey update. I'm sure you're burned out on those updates and I am too. So the NFL has been clinging like a crazy ex-girlfriend to Taylor. They've changed their social media handles to add Taylor's version. If you're not familiar with what that means, it basically means Taylor owns you, owns it. So she's re-recording all of her albums and putting Taylor's version at the end to indicate she owns it. So essentially the NFL is saying Taylor owns them. 
and then they put in their profile Taylor was here and then the date she showed up to the games and reportedly they've asked her a total of nine times to do the Super Bowl halftime show she's turned them down now nine times reportedly and I'm just thinking about how Usher feels about that because Usher's been confirmed to be the Super Bowl performer and can you imagine that the NFL just wants to replace you so badly they're begging somebody else to do it and again remember you don't get paid to do the Super Bowl it's completely self-funded so that's just insult injury the NFL also ran free ads for Taylor's movie, her heiress tour movie, coming out this Friday. And Taylor didn't pay for any of that. She didn't ask them to do that. Her team didn't ask them to do that. They reportedly did it on their own, and they were advertising her film in hope. which I think is so funny. First, the whole thing was fun, but I mean, give it a break. Everybody's over it. It's like too much. Just let, leave them be. Looping into Olivia Rodrigo, my new favorite up-and-coming artist. She just, as we know, released her new album, Guts. And honestly, the more I listen to it, the more I really like it. And I know at first I kind of stated it's very... It's definitely a teenage album, but you know what? I'm a teenager at heart, <laughs> and I love that kind of pop music. So the more I listen to it, the more I love it. Every time I get in the car, I have it on repeat, and I learn a new song, and I 
I really, I love, I just love feel good pop music. We all know her album cover. I love it. She looks amazing and she kind of has her hand up and she has four rings on her hand that spell out guts which i think is so cool what a coincidence and i always thought that's a cool piece of merch that's an amazing marketing opportunity well she did release the rings on her official website as merchandise so you can buy the exact replica of the ring she's wearing on the cover and there's a bit of a scandal with it. So apparently on the website, the rings are listed to be sterling silver. And I admit, even me looking at them, I thought to myself, oh, that would be really cool to buy. First thing I saw was the price. People are complaining online that the rings are actually made out of plastic despite being advertised otherwise on her website. And I even saw a photo that's circulating around Twitter and apparently a lot of the rings are even coming broken. <sighs> so maybe go to Etsy for that one. I heard a rumor, maybe not even just a rumor, I saw an article and a date for Mean Girls 2, January 12th. So apparently there's a Mean Girls 2 in the works with the original cast, not a remake, and I am so stoked. Mean Girls is a cultural phenomenon, <laughs> and I really hope the remake, not a remake, I really hope the sequel lives up to how iconic the first movie was, but I'm really excited for it. So Miley Cyrus was also in the news recently um, because her stalker recently was released from prison and went straight to her house afterwards, which is horrifying. So apparently Miley has a stalker. He's this 52-year-old man, creepy as fuck, um, and he sends her obsessive letters, and he's been doing so since 2018. And apparently it escalated in summer 2022 when he showed up to her house, not once but twice, and was finally arrested. Um, I'm not certain, but I feel like he served his time and was released. And while he was in prison, he was sending her more letters, basically saying, I'm going to show up to your house. And guess what? He showed up to her house. Um, and Miley also said that she found out he was using her address for his health insurance. <laughs> How crazy is that? So it got me thinking, and as I mentioned, I've just been watching tons of YouTube videos lately, and I started watching Tana Mojo again. Um, she was recently on Trisha Paytas podcast, which we all know I love. And so Tana is a YouTuber. I think she's 24 years old now. She rose to fame when she was very young and she would make these outrageous YouTube videos about crazy story times, just the wildest, most fabricated stories you can think of. And she very quickly rose to fame and made a lot of money at a young age. And she's since joined OnlyFans and made a cool $10 million in the last two years off OnlyFans. So she has also publicly come out about her stalker. 
So she has a stalker. She even straight up name dropped him in the video that she was talking about him because she figured, what can it hurt? Like this guy has been terrorizing me for years. So why not just put it out there? So she was talking about him and all of the crazy stuff, just mind boggling stuff. So this person would literally break into her house and just roam around her house. I'm sure she has a very big place. She makes good money. Um, she doesn't live alone. She has roommates. I'm sure she'd be terrified to live alone. But this guy would just walk around her house, like rummage through her roommate's briefcase and just leave stuff randomly out and then leave. And she would be home. Like she'd be sleeping in her room. And then he would just rummage through stuff, leave it, and leave it disheveled enough so you know something was not right. Just kind of like mind games. Um, she says he, she has multiple phones because, you know, she's on social media for a living. He stole one of the phones, bugged the other one, and because he has the other phone, he started texting people in her contacts, saying crazy things, so they thought it was her saying them. At one point, he left a dead bird on her balcony, like slaughtered it for her to find, and then cleaned it up afterwards like nothing happened. So she found it, was horrified, left and came back, and then it was just missing. Crazy stuff like that, like... <laughs> And in true Tana fashion, her response to him sending explicit photos of himself to her, she said, and I quote, he sends me photos of his, the scariest I've ever seen in my life. I shouldn't say that because he's going to chop me up. Just, just throwing it out there like a joke. And, um, well, I totally skipped over this part, but the reason why she said chop me up is because one time he literally showed up to her house and videoed himself with knives outside of her house and then texted the video to her. Crazy. So now she reportedly spends 30k a month just on security. And other more lighthearted, crazy but lighthearted news, Joe Exotic, who remembers him, Tiger King, everybody was losing their minds about the Carol Baskin, um murdering her husband and there was even a TikTok dance. Um, I never did the dance. I thank God um, for me that I am very uncoordinated so I don't have to worry about that embarrassment in the future. I remember clips of people doing the dance were included in the Tiger King Netflix documentary which was really And apparently he's running for president in 2024. And yes, he's running for president while in federal prison. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that, but he is. And apparently, on a, a, another note, Carol Baskin's husband, who everybody assumed and was running with this whole idea that she killed him and fed him to their alligators or crocodiles he was actually found alive and well somewhere in south america just living his life so apparently he wanted nothing to do with her and just fled the country peaced out didn't say anything and was living his best life in south america 
But I remember after that show aired, they opened the murder investigation and people were actually running with it. And even though it's been debunked, Joe still pokes fun about her murdering him on his Instagram to this day. This man literally harasses her. They have a crazy feud. But crazier things have happened, especially in elections. I believe at one point, even (laughs) the candidate called D's Nuts were on an official ballot one year. And I am not making that up, I swear. Um, Also, (laughs) Kanye West has been, I think he was a co-runner previously. And he also announced his 2024 bid, which is crazy um absolutely the first time he ran he was actually encouraging people even though he was um running with somebody else he encouraged people to write his name in on the ballot by himself instead and he actually got 70,000 votes (laughs) you guys Come on. So it's hard to believe that it's been six years since Toys R Us went bankrupt. I feel like it was just yesterday, but apparently they're going to have a resurgence in 2024. They're supposedly opening 24 new stores. So childhood is renewed. So now our children, our future children, can go buy overpriced toys and have the same nostalgia that we do. And I'm sure our parents remember (laughs) the overpriced toys, but they just made us so happy at the time. I remember buying my Tamagotchis there and my Nintendo games. So Toys R Us is coming back to life. And the last thing I'm going to touch on, and I know I've mentioned a few times that I'm always looking for new Netflix shows, new TV shows, and I found a good one. It's not on Netflix. I believe it's on E! or MTV. I think it's on E! But it's called House of Villains, and I have yet to watch it. I think I'm going to do that as soon as I'm done with this and while I'm editing. But it basically is a reality TV show, which, as we know, I love. It's a reality TV show that brings together all of the famous reality TV villains and puts them all in a house together. One of them is, I think, the guy from Survivor. Um, I can't remember which season he won, but he famously won because he lied and cheated (laughs) to everybody the entire way. And Fisa from 90 Day Fiance, everybody's favorite Russian, who basically called her fiance out on all of his bullshit. He wanted this trophy wife that... He promised all of this expensive, lavish gifts to, and when she got to America, he didn't follow up, and she was like, if I don't get my Birkin, I'm out, bitch, and I love her. She just keeps it real, Um, and then possibly my favorite reality TV villain of all time, Tiffany New York Pollard from Flavor of Love, and she had a few spinoff shows, too in the early 2000s 
and I don't think she's really been on reality TV a lot recently, but I'm really happy to see her back again because she is TV gold, and putting all of these people in a house together is sure to ensue chaos, so that would be my recommendation to you. I'm going to watch it as well, and then maybe in a future podcast, we can discuss it. Deal? So that is all I have for you this week. What do you think of some of our nostalgic celebrity collabs? What were your favorites? Did I miss any of them? Let me know. Are you going to go see Taylor Swift this weekend? And do you think Joe Exotic will get votes for president? This is A Little Bit Unglamorous. I'm your host, Erica Renee, and I will see you next week. Bye, guys.